Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. On today's episode, we'll conclude our couple weeks study here answering the question, how can evil and suffering exist with the loving God? It's a deep question. I think evil is one of those things we all experience and know exist in our world. And we understand that God exists. We understand that God's all loving. He's all powerful. He's all knowing and trying to reconcile how these things can be. Sometimes evil may be the greatest argument against God's existence for those who would be atheists. Uh, I've known many times when I've talked to young people who say I'm no longer a Christian or I was a Christian and now I'm atheist. When I began to ask them questions about their decision or their journey or to share with me how they came to be an atheist, many times it pinpoints back to a certain event or circumstance of evil or suffering that they experienced in their life. And they're having a hard time reconciling how God could exist or coexist, if you will, with evil and suffering. Now, we understand biblically that, yes, God exists and there is evil and suffering. So how do we begin to explain this? Well, we took to the previous two episodes. Uh, the first one, we answered the question, where does the evil and suffering even come from? Many times we point the finger and say, well, God created evil, but we see God created only the possibility of evil. He created man with a free will. And wherever there's free will, there will always be the option or opportunity to choose evil over good. And so because we're free will agents, God created us that way, we had the ability to choose. And he promised, hey, if you obey me, there's physical immortality is what he told Adam and Eve. If you disobey, there's physical death. So it was man who produced evil's potential. Then we said, well, okay, so we understand where evil and suffering come from comes from why does God not stop the evil and suffering in our world? We say he's all-powerful. Then God could. Well, we talked about that removing evil removes man's freedom. And we kind of gave the illustration of you and I, let's take God's place just for a moment and create a better world in which you stop all the suffering. But every time we do so, we must think completely through the consequences of everything you do. What I mean by that, each time you use force to remove evil or each time you use force to restrain the free uh, will of a person to prohibit them from evil, you are removing man's freedom. So in order to prevent all evil and suffering, you would have to remove all freedom. They cannot coexist, man with free will and not the option or opportunity for evil. But then we talked about the potential for good to come from evil and suffering, and we listed a few things there. And that brings us lastly to the last question. Well, if God is not stopping it, then what is God doing about the evil and suffering? Ultimately, what is God's answer to all of the evil and suffering? We're going to read a verse here in Hebrews chapter nine or chapter 2, verse number 9. It says this, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. So here we see what is God's answer or what is God doing about all the evil and suffering with well, Jesus Christ is the supreme example of what God is doing about evil. God himself left his place where there is no suffering and evil, and he came right down to this earth, right in the face, right in the midst 
of evil and suffering. Why? To face and experience all the evil and suffering that you and I face. If we were to dare say that Jesus Christ did not face any evil or suffering, that would not be true. Jesus faced what may be uh, the most evil efforts or evil intentions of man to be arrested unjustly, to be ridiculed, to be beaten to the point of death, to be hung on that cross, to be shamefully, uh, despitefully used there as a criminal. Uh, One author said this, Peter Kraft, he said, He himself, speaking of Jesus, entered into all the agony. He himself bore all the pain of this world. And that's unimaginable and shattering and even more impressive than the divine power of creating the world in the first place. Just imagine every single pain in the history of the world, all rolled together into a ball, eaten by God, digested, fully tasted eternally. How could you not love this being that went the extra mile, who practiced more than he preached, who entered into our world, who suffered our pains, who offers himself in the midst of our sorrows? What more could he do? And that's a great question. God didn't say, okay, man, you produced evil's potential. It's your your fault, which it is. And I'm just going to leave you there. God, out of his love, sent his son to come to this earth, God himself, in flesh, to experience and undergo all the pain and suffering that you and I experience. As you pray, as you seek Jesus, it's not that he doesn't understand what you're facing or what may have happened to you or what that evil person may have committed against you unjustly. He knows exactly how you feel. And God said, I'm going to do something about the evil in this world. I'm going to permit man for a time to have his free will to exercise, to love me, to choose good. At the same time, unfortunately, there will be those just like Satan who will choose to disobey, who will choose to do evil. But in the end, there's going to be a day when there is no more evil. There's going to be a day when there is no more suffering. And those who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ, who have called out upon him to receive the free gift of salvation, there will be a day when they experience no more suffering, no more pain. But you say, what is God doing about the evil and suffering? He gave Jesus Christ, but also there's coming a day when God will judge people for the evil that they have committed and the suffering that they have caused. You see, the evil and suffering will not go unpunished. You see, justice delayed does not mean justice denied. God may be delaying justice. Some people are getting away with their actions. The, the, the laws of the land maybe are not finding them and arresting them and, and putting them in prison for the evil that they've committed. Some stuff is evil, though it may, be not, be, may not be law-breaking. It may be more emotional uh, evil, uh, the way people treat you, different things like this. But God says that he sees every single action. If God cares for the sparrows, that not one of them would go hungry, God cares for you. God sees you. God knows what you're experiencing. God has been through the same suffering and pain that you have experienced. He understands. He relates to you. And God is delaying that justice out of love and compassion. Because people are still coming to him for salvation. 
He still desires as his overall arching mission and will that all people will know that there's a God in heaven, that all people will be brought back uh, to him in a rightful relationship with him. Second Peter chapter three, verse number nine alludes to this. It says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, meaning that there's coming a day when Jesus is going to return. There's coming a day when evil and suffering will be judged. He's not slack concerning his promise. It will happen. And he goes on to say, as, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward. He's patient. He's willing to allow it, willing to allow this time to continue on a little bit longer. Why? Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. What is that saying? Suffering and evil will disappear. It will be burned up. It will go away at a certain day. Now, Jesus said tribulations will come. He told us, he promised us that. As believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, you and I can expect that tribulations will come. He said, look, they've persecuted me. Shall they not persecute those who are following me? But you know what? Jesus said, I will be with you unto the end. And we understand there is victory in the end. So how should you and I respond to the Lord? Maybe we, maybe we need to adjust our view just a little bit. Rather than asking God, get me out of this suffering, maybe we need to ask God, what can I get out of this suffering? You see, Peter talks an awful lot about uh, the trials of our faith. James talks about it. We should count it all joy when we fall into divers' temptations. These are things we don't exactly invite into our life. Neither do I. I don't want to suffer. I don't want evil to be committed against me. As you look out in our world, there is a lot of evil. I mean, if you look at the news right now, there are so many young people, teenagers, that are shooting other people. Every day, every other day, multiple times a week, you see young people that are killing other people. What is this? It's evil. You see people going into workplaces. You see terrorism acts. You see all these things. Why? Because there's evil in this world. It's all around us. What is the root of it? Satan is the root of it. But God has not just left us here, left us here with no hope. You see, you and I have a living hope, and that living hope is in the person of Jesus Christ. He's going to come back. He's not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. But his long-suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.